Be Mr. Finley, 106.7 The Fan. Linnell Willingham, the young one, is rolling in here with me today. The youngest I am going to be the UV first Mitch. gray-headed, bald-head guy by the end of this show. I guarantee you that. But joining us now is my buddy, Solomon Wilcox. Played in the NFL, played for the Cincinnati Bengals. You can listen to him on Sirius uh, right now, and he can tell you all types of stuff. And when I want to know about football, I'll reach out to my buddy. Solomon, what's going on, brother? How you doing, man? B, doing great, man. Good to be on with you today. Um, hope all is well with you. Well, it was well, Ty. I walked in here and I got Linnell today, man. <laughs> Have you ever seen a bald head great guy? <laughs> <laughs> How wow. can you accomplish that? I hey, don't know. <laughs> I, I got hair saying, man, let me get out of here. Give me turn gray before I get there because this dude's running me crazy. But, man, we got a great game coming up this weekend. Uh, you all with the Cincinnati Bengals, that's the team that you played with. Uh, Joe Burrow has been – Outstanding. He's beaten Patrick Mahomes three times in a row. They get him again. How did this game go where they could continue for a fourth? Well, I, I think you and I both know this is a game of matchups. It always has been. That's why once you get into the playoffs, it's not about what the record is. It's about how teams match up against one another. And I think, you know, Joe Burrow, we call him the baby face assassin because <laughs> the guy looks like he's innocent. But I'm going to tell you, man, he's a stone-cold killer. He's out to beat everybody. By the time it's all said and done, you're going to look up. This guy's going to be one of our best quarterbacks that we have going in the NFL because he's a tremendous competitor. But you put guys around him like Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, and Samar J. P. Ryan. These guys all came from winning programs. All of them are great competitors. You throw Hayden Hurst in the mix at tight end and Tyler Boyd. Uh, they're a tough group to match up with offensively. And despite having three of their five offensive linemen out, Joe gets rid of the ball as quick as any quarterback in the NFL, second only behind Tom Brady. So right now he's slicing and dicing it from the neck up. He's a a very mature and very intelligent quarterback. Yeah, Sally, I I agree with everything you said about Burrow. There's a swagger right now with the Cincinnati Bengals team. I don't know if you all saw on Twitter, they're calling Arrowhead Burrowhead because of the success that Joe has had uh, against Patrick Kansas Mahomes. Kansas we played long enough. They better be careful with that now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, I know, look, Kansas City is yeah. one of the toughest places to play in the league. When you look at Cincinnati and the makeup of this year's team, I, I said I learned a lot about them uh, in, in the season finale against Baltimore. Their ability, when you think about them, you think of Jamar chasing the receivers, but even last weekend in the playoff game, their ability to – play the tough and rugged brand of football. Joe Mixon goes for 105 yards. They averaged 5.1 yards of pop as a team uh, last weekend. How beneficial do you think it is for them to be able to play the finesse style and the physical style? You know, it's very – that when you play in the AFC North division, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and even Cleveland, I mean, every, every stadium they play outside. Nobody gets to play in a dump. We play in weather that's hot and humid in the summer. That's cold and frigid in the winter. This is a big boy division, always has been. And you've got to learn to embrace the physicality of that. That was something that Zach Taylor really had to learn when he came here. Yeah. Um, and so you've got to be able to morph. And, and if you've got to roll your sleeves up and it's going to be a slugfest, you've got to be able to win and play in those games. When you've got to play more in an up-tempo, and that's what you're going to get when you play against um, the, the Kansas City Chiefs, everybody knows. Andy Reid doesn't get off the bus wanting to run the football. He wants to throw it all over the yard. Right. Yeah. And so so we can play that style, and that's why I said the matchup here in a lot of ways favors the Bengals. Doesn't mean they're going to win, but in a lot of ways the Bengals are comfortable 
playing this style. But you're right. In that game against Baltimore, with a score, you know they're going to keep the score down. It's going to be a possession-by-possession game, protect the football. Joe Burrow is so good at managing the moment and managing games that this team has kind of followed his lead, and they, they can play in any brand of, of uh, or style of fight that you want. The Bengals seem to be able to adapt. And voice here is Solomon Wilcox joining us on the BetQL guest line. Sports betting has come to Maryland. Don't place your bet that bet. Without checking with BetQL, BetQL analyzes every game to find you the most profitable betting opportunities. Get three free days of BetQL access by downloading the BetQL app or visiting BetQL.com. We have two questions for you. Zach Taylor, a guy who's an offensive coordinator, being a quarterback coach, he's a head coach now, doesn't get a lot of love, but you look at what his team is doing. The second time in two years there at the AFC Championship game. But I think the other team that doesn't get a lot of credit is the defensive side of the football. We have a lot of uh, – star power on the offense. But that defense is shutting down some very, very good offenses by doing it three times in a row to Patrick Mahomes and also getting Josh Allen. Why don't they get enough credit? Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Um, you know, Luana Romo, I remember when they were first uh, hiring when Zach Taylor came. You know, they they offered the job to to, to uh, Jack Del Rio. He didn't seem to want it. They offered it a couple other guys. They didn't seem to want it. And when Lou Anaromo came, he was almost – people kind of looked at it like it was the third, second, third, or fourth option. But this guy does as good a job as any defensive coordinator in this league at making second-half adjustments. You know, even last year in that AFC title game, they nearly shut him out, only gave up three points in the second half of the game. Mm-hmm. Then the same thing, the Buffalo just last week. Buffalo scores only seven points in the first half, three in the second half, and these teams are playing at home. Um, you remember they played the Tennessee Titans, the number one seed a year ago, and uh, and kept them in check. Go down the list of these second-half games, Tampa, New England, Buffalo, Baltimore, and every single week the defense is making some home run turnover against, um, you know, Ramadre Stevenson, tripping him on the ball uh, for a turnover. Did the same against Sammy Watkins against Baltimore. Did the same against the Baltimore Ravens quarterback at the goal line when Sam Hubbard ran it back for 98 yards. So it's a complementary style of play between the offense, the defense, and their ability to take the ball away and Joe Burrow's ability to put the ball into the end zone. All right, well, I can say this. I know the elephant in the room is Patrick Mahomes and his ankle. Uh, we watched Pat go back into the game. and You played in the league. You understand that. I call it the magical medicine that they have out there. <laughs> but he he came back out of the locker room then like it was something. And I know that you got a week now, and they said the next day he felt a lot better. They could be giving us a little, you know, trying to get play games with us or whatever. But how do you think that's going to affect them moving forward? High ankle sprain, for those of us who played, know is the, that one, it'll render you gimpy. Mm-hmm. Um, and when your mobility is part of our game, it really can can hinder uh, your ability. Can Patrick Holmes win this game playing from the pocket? He's that good. Heck, heck yeah, he can. Yeah. Is he better when he has this full repertoire of, of mobility and improvisation and all these arm angles that he's working with as he's getting out on the move? That's when he's at the top of this game. So I do think some of those things will be in jeopardy. You and I Hey, look, we're all in the Tordal line at this time of year. So he's he, he going to be in that line. We'll see how well he can play. But it's up to the Bengals' defense, right? Yep. 
to make him ineffective. That's what you bank on. If you're Luana Romo, if you're the Bengals defense, you don't count on him being gimpy. You don't count on him being not at the top of his game. He is a competitor. This is the Grim Reaper we're talking about. That This dude will beat you and, and be – I'm going to tell you, man, I always say, the only way you can stop Patrick Mahomes is keep him standing on the sideline next to Andy Reid. Uh-huh. As long as yeah. he's in the game, he's unstoppable. Yeah. So I want to go to the trenches for a second because I know this Cincinnati defense gets a lot of credit. But that Bengals offensive line, specifically at both the tackle spots, are banged up. Jonah Williams dealing with an injury. Leo Collins – out for the rest of the season. When I look at this Chiefs defensive line with Chris, Chris Jones. Jones and Woo. Frank Clark and George Karloftis, how much impact do you think this uh, Chiefs defensive line will have on the, the Cincinnati game plan this weekend? Well, you know, I don't think they're going to say, oh, they have George Karloftis. Oh, they have <laughs> Frank Clark. We, got, we can't do this. Or we can't. No, no. Then I guarantee you the Bengals aren't going into this into this game saying there's nothing we can't do yeah. because of who we're playing against. I don't know that any of us look at the Chiefs' defense in that light, and that's not to be disrespectful. You know, hey, no, they, like they rank 11th, though. Huh? I said, I'm call it like it is. <laughs> yeah, and, and because they're, they're confident in what they can do. Burrow is like, he controls it all, man. This guy has the second fastest release time or getting the ball out time only behind Tom Brady. He is a guy that's got tremendous uh, maturity, tremendously high football IQ. He plays at a much higher level than you would expect for a third-year quarterback. And so he's going to come in, understand he's got to get it out quick, but the guys have got to win on the perimeter, right, Um, against the secondary that they feel they match up really really well against. Um, So it's going to be interesting because you're right. Hey, look, the Chiefs can get after the quarterback. They have the second. You know, a very high volume of, of sacks this year, second highest total. Um, but I think the Bengals are very confident after last week that they can get by with what they have up front on their offensive I, line. I go back to a game last year. He got sacked nine times and they won the football game, yeah. which there you <laughs> go. tells you how special he could possibly be. You know, as you look at the game, who you think wins it? I'm taking the Bengals. Homer. Because I'm taking yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey man, look, this is the this is a golden age in Cincinnati Bengal history. Think about it, before the arrival of Joe Burrow over over the last two years, he's won five postseason games. Yeah. That's the equivalent to the amount of postseason games they had won in the previous fifty two years of the franchise. Wow. So, so this guy's a difference maker, man. Much in the same way that Patrick Mahomes has been a difference maker for the Kansas City Chiefs. So this is the matchup we've all been waiting for. It's the one that over the next decade we're going to see a lot of. Well, Solomon, man, I appreciate you giving us some time, man. Thank you very much, bro. Appreciate you, Solly. See, Mitch. Hey, keep up the good work, my man. Appreciate you. All right, man. That's Solomon Wilcox. You can get him on Twitter at Solomon's Wisdom. And make sure if you want to get some wisdom, check out my boy Solomon. Also, you can hear him on Sirius Satellite Radio. This is B. Mitchell Philly rolling with Linnell Willingham, Winningham today. Winning or Willing? Willingham? Willingham. I mean, it could be you know, Willingham. I know Willingham, but no, he 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 was a, winner, a weird man. dude. I thought because you weird, I thought y'all was both Landfill, Land, Land, tell me if he gets confused, just call me the youngest in charge movement. Winningham is when you put that coat back on. Yeah, that coat. I, I'm, I'm glad you it's took it off. It's crazy because JP gave you this coat. I know he gave you, but I He's thought you were going to die sitting in this hot-ass room with that uh, coat on. <laughs> but uh, we're going to take a break here when we get back. We're going to talk a little bit about that game and what we think is going to happen. And then at 11 o'clock, make sure you stay with us. Mike Jones will be joining us from The Athletic. This is B. Mitchell Finney, 106.7 The Fan.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.